Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So no, I have a story oh, yeah? to tell. Yeah. So this is, you know, there are those moments in parenting where you think that you um, have laid out the options and you're in control. And oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the situation. <laughs> and it actually applies to kind of what we were talking about before a little bit. Yeah. So... Max normally is fine. He, he, he enjoys being outside, especially with, when he's with other people. And uh, we went to visit his cousins. So I told him, well, you got to go exciting. outside. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. You got to go outside. You got to play with your cousin. And he was just in hysterics about being outside. And we had driven all the way to Norfolk to visit them. And I had reached the point where I just said, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't think he'd to say this answer, but anyway, I gave, him the, I, gave him the, I gave him the ultimatum. I said, we can either, you can either play outside with your cousin or you can go home. Yeah. We'll just leave right now. I mean, we'd just gotten there right. and he had been, he couldn't wait to be there. Like he wanted to be with his cousins, but see, he had woken up from a nap. So I think right. that just set him yeah, Well, off, yeah, you know? for sure. And so, uh, and, and so he thinks about it for a minute and he says, yeah, I want to go home. And, like, oh, crap. and he is so such a thinker like uh-huh. that really was a choice yeah. and so you know he thought about it and um and he made the and choice, he made the choice. <laughs> and so he he assumes since it was a choice he's getting ready to go home right exactly <laughs> and i thought in my mind dang it <laughs> i it didn't work <laughs> he wasn't supposed to pick that option there was no way he was going to pick that option but of course he picked that option um, and so then I just had, we did not go home. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. not, I, not even. I, was, I was not driving all the way to Norfolk for my three-year-old to decide we're going home. But, uh, anyway, he eventually warmed up and was, was okay. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, I think it relates to some of what you're talking about, but yeah. before we kind of dive into that, why yeah. don't we, um, just welcome back everybody. It's, it's Tina and Ken today. That's right. Grab um, your cup of coffee, uh, your Treat whatever you do, whatever ritual you do. We're getting ready to go into a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. We're trying to feel it out as as the as the hosts, and yep. Austin is going to um, potentially jump in here in a little bit. So we uh, we hope that, that should he be exciting. Us. That should be. I'm waiting to see. Yeah, element. because he's not going to know what we're talking about. Right. Exactly. So he's going to have to figure it out. <laughs> so um, yeah, we before we got started, we were talking about discontent. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people that are as people. Uh, sometimes we can just be discontent um, and uh, always seeing uh, those things that we don't like about any given situation or any given thing and um, and what that sort of uh, points to in us, you know, what makes us discontent. And often we don't even know what we would like. Like if we were asked, you know, <laughs> right. what do you want? We have no idea. Um, what would make the discontent go away. Right. Yeah, and it's a perfect example in Max because before we left to his mm-hmm. cousins, he was discontented because we weren't yet at the cousins. That's right. And we got there, and he <laughs> was discontent right. with being outside. Uh, and so, and I'm not sure he even knew what was going right. on. And I right. even, you know, he's starting to learn to express what's upsetting him. So I asked him what's wrong, and he said he didn't even know. You know, he just yeah. didn't. He was just upset. Yeah. Um, and it's always a very frustrated moment, I think, especially as a young parent, because you're like, I can't, I don't know how to solve this for you. Right. You're just, you're just upset. Right. There's not much right. I can do. Right, right, Um, So, but yeah, I think it, mo- you know, oftentimes the three-year-olds can teach us much about ourselves. For sure. And this, um, and this, uh, this uh, priest that was speaking sort of on discontent that I had heard yesterday, which instigated our conversation, uh, he had uh, at some point said, um, we're all children. I mean, we never outgrow this discontent. 
you know, and so much like a, a three-year-old child would throw a fit or even a, a young person might say, you know, I'm bored, uh, we all, uh, we maintain that within us somehow, and, um, and all of us uh, are at, at times more discontent than, than at others, but uh, just something about us that says, you know, this isn't, I don't know if it's a place that says this isn't home and this doesn't uh, feel settled here or, you know, or a longing to, to do something else that touches that place inside of us that says, oh, this makes sense or this feels right or, you know, this makes me feel complete. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What's coming to mind for me is the example of the Israelites. Yes. Because they were, you yeah. know, they leave Egypt they're in bondage in Egypt, horrible bondage. Yeah. You know, their children are starting to be killed mm-hmm. when they're born, uh, right when they're born so that they don't increase even more. Yeah. I mean, a horrible situation yep. and great oppression. And then they're free and they're in the desert and they're like, we just want to go back. <laughs> That's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, and the Lord is like, what do you mean you want to go back? You unfaithful people. Yes. You know, you're free. Yeah. Right. You have to rely on me more. Yeah. You don't have all the, you know, but for them it was this. I don't know, strange security found in what they knew. Right. Even if it wasn't a good thing that they knew, they just still found security in that rather than wandering the desert. Right. And I I wonder if there's something about um, our discontent and our grumbling, because for sure they probably grumbled in um, Egypt. Oh, yeah. You know, they probably grumbled about the situation, um, uh, were not happy with the way that they were treated. But there's something, I think maybe there's something about the grumbling that becomes um, a habit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and even though the situation isn't good, we get used to or familiar, like you said, with what's, with what's going on. And there might be a place inside of us that a, a part of contentment might be consistency or something constant that, that, that we can understand. And so maybe that's what draws us to that. I know. No, no, it's good. Hey, I like where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Austin, come join us. We told people you were coming. Oh, that's right. So slide on. That's right. And his that. his mic has been oh, set my to my so. volume. So. so I need to talk a little <laughs> bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about discontent. Oh, praise Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And um and how um how. As people, we have a tendency to just, um, in ev- in any situation um, throughout the day, we just can be discontent. Things mm-hmm. can be um, too hot, too cold, too uh, too much sun, too little sun, too like um, Goldilocks, man. You know, all yeah, day long. it is Goldilocks <laughs> all day long. Boy, we're glad you showed up. So. <laughs> What were you talking about? What did I well, well, finish that thought for? Yeah, so we were talking about what what Ken had just mentioned the Israelites and their their mm. wanderings in the um, their whinings. Yeah, and their whinings, their wanderings and whinings in the in the desert and or the wilderness and how they wanted to go back um, to Egypt, the place that they had been oppressed. And uh, so I was just sort of musing as I do. <laughs> That's right. I was just sort of musing on the fact that there's got to be something about um, their, their knowing, uh, even in their grumbling, uh, pretty much 
the day-to-day. -day. I mean, it was something that, that, that was constant to them, and they understood it. So being out in the wilderness, they didn't yet have, if you will, a routine of things. They mm. were, you know, following um, uh, the will of God and uh, weren't sure where they were going, how long it was going to take to get there. Um, and so I was saying there must be something about uh, when we're in places of, even if they're places of oppression or slavery to whatever that might be, it could be slavery to sin, it could be slavery to um, uh, our own routine, our passions yeah. or whatever. There's got to be something about it being constant and um, there's got to be some sort of constant or reliable nature to it that speaks to contentment, that maybe is a part of contentment that keeps drawing us um, back to that. You know, what is it? So we're just kind of musing on what is it about hmm. going back or thinking back or thinking that places of, you know. You know, what comes to my mind is that there's also the reality that Satan never wants us to be present. Mm -hmm. And so the past he paints with, oh, closer, thanks. Oh, the, the that's a good thought. Um, as if it was better than it was yeah, in the future. He holds yeah, yeah, us something much nicer than where we are. Yeah. So I think that contributes Ooh, a lot to discontent. He like yeah. he just drops rose-colored glasses over our eyes all the time. Yeah. And it's like, hey, remember back before you had this responsibility? Remember back before you had kids? You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. visiting this college campus now, yeah. and it's like, look, they can do whatever they want. They're yeah. free. Like, well, not really. Not really. Yeah. No. It's interesting that you should say the rose-colored glasses because um, just as we can get into a habit of um, complaining or um, seeing the negative side or just not being content in anything – uh, we can sort of get train ourselves and be in a habit of gratitude or of mm. being in the present moment and uh, and seeing things for the beauty that they have and ignoring sort of the rest of it, which we get is there, um, where where uh, if you flip that, we're usually doing the, the opposite, ignoring the beauty and seeing only the discontent. But if you start acting in that fashion, people tell you you have rose-colored glasses they on. Do. And isn't that interesting that they, they would do. say that about the present? Yes. To get you, you know, and again, you know, that, that speaks to um, the devil and his not, for, for whatever reason, doesn't want us present. Yeah. Doesn't want us alive, awake, engaged You're in the right. present. People yeah. will say, yeah. if, you, if you refuse to complain, yes. people say, come on, just be real. Yes. Be real. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The reality is we have nothing to complain about mm -hmm. really ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we should be grateful for. And so much of it, I think, too, is just a... Um, you know, I, I I have two thoughts going through. One th one thought is that, like, none of us are free of the grumbling. Like, I don't think it, like, some people are, like, have a tendency to grumble more than others. Yeah. And I think depending on what it is, you're going to grumble about something. Yeah. It could be that your studies, you're grumbling about your studies. Right. And, or the teacher that's boring or, um, <clears throat> you know, a, a TV show that you're watching that no longer is enjoyable or a relationship in your life or um, a community, or the mass. There's always something to grumble. Like everyone finds something to grumble about. For I don't sure, think any of us are free in our in our broken human nature of that fact. Like there's always like I tend to be a fairly positive person, but I find things to grumble about. Mm. Um, so that I think nobody's free of that, that right, tendency right, and right. the draw. And I also think the rose-colored glasses is a perfect image because the image, the story that came to mind for me was a Christmas Carol, hmm. and uh, Scrooge, because he's just this you know the bah humbug. I don't want to see any beauty that is around me. Right. I am just focused on my money. 
And actually, the story leading up to that point was actually, you know, his brokenness from a relationship. He gave up a good relationship for the sake of business. Like, he made a lot of choices that right. brought him to this point mm-hmm. of great bitterness. And the whole story is about his eyes opening up again to the mm-hmm. beauty that's around oh, him. Oh, interesting. Um, and so it's sort of like he's taking mm-hmm. off the, you know, the rose-colored glasses that that everything has to do with money and actually seeing the world for what it really is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is full of beauty and suffering. And he sees the suffering, he starts contributing to the betterment of those who are in suffering. And so it's just like, but it takes, you know, these ghosts that he visits to wake him up to yeah. the reality. Yeah, you really in some ways have to train, or your, your body almost has to train your soul to have, like, mm-hmm. an attitude of gratitude. Um, like one thing that I, my wife and I read, Therese of Lisieux, The Little Flower, and, mm-hmm. and she talked about how she changed her perspective and they asked her to write these plays. And she's like, I don't have any time, you know, write these plays, write her books. She's like, I'm, she's dying from this sickness mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. the while has all these disciplines and she has to do this. Um, and at first she would get interrupted and get very frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. I have to do this. And then she decided every time she would get interrupted, she would just say, thank you, God. Um, and it changed her perspective. So my wife and I did this. Uh, in particular, I remember one night before I went to bed, our kids were waking up at all sorts of hours. Everybody just wanted to be up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so before going to bed, I was like, you know, I'm going to try that. Uh, tonight, Lord, if the children wake up, I will thank you every time. And so I remember, kid would wake up. My first thought is, doggone it. Like, no, 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 no. Thank you, God. Thank you. Yep. I get mm-hmm. to go meet you and my child. And then... And what would happen is, like, my soul would follow my body's lead or my mm-hmm. will's lead. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, uh-huh. it would start rejoicing yeah. at this. Yeah. And even in the morning, uh, just waking up, like this morning, the alarm went off earlier than my body desired. And it was just like, oh, no. And then the next thought was, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And then my soul follows. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, this is good. Right, we're awake. Right, we're moving. Right. And then that indwelling joy can kind of start to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really got to train ourselves because... Yeah. You know, I'm reading uh, a book called Conformity to the Will of God. Ooh, and wait, is this Francis de Sales? No, Alphonsus Liguori. Oh, yeah. Francis de Sales is finding God's will. So you're yeah. conforming. Yeah, conforming. Right, so but... read de Sales first and find it. And then this one so you can conform. No, yeah, I found it all right. It's the conforming part that's screwing me up. <laughs> I see it. Yes, I see it. And I grumble at it. (laughs) But um, so but I read one line I read this morning in this book um, was um, and this was what I felt quite fascinating. One act of um, uh, one act from somebody uh, toward the will of God. So making a conscious choice to choose the will of God is enough is enough to turn them change them into a saint instantaneously. And so, I mean, just complete uh, trust. And so I thought that is, that is fascinating to have, you know, to have that sort of um, conformity of will, Mm. um, because there is always so much laced in it. You know, like we, we might think we are okay with the will of God, but maybe a part of it is, um, is something that, uh, that we choose to do, uh, above what we already are doing, you know, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a fine line between really following the will of God 
you know, especially yeah. when things pop up. Like I was telling Ken before we went on the air, I got a text message from my father at 5.30 this morning. My mom was getting ready to go into emergency appendectomy. So oh, my God. <laughs> surgery. And, and so, you know, that, that changed the course of my morning, you know. Yes. Um, uh, and so you're faced with a choice. Do I grumble? Yeah. Because I had plans. For sure. Or for sure. Or do we yeah. say Thank you, God. These are the plans. Absolutely, now. yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm on my way. Uh, do you want some coffee and a sandwich from McDonald's? <laughs> the answer, of course, was yes. He'd been there since. And the nice thing uh, is, you get a nice like ice cream cone or something. On yeah, your I way didn't too. actually. Like, that oh, I had already eaten breakfast and oh. was uh, in the middle of praying. But at any rate, so there there are things that come up, you know, yeah. like children waking up or whatever, and it is difficult to say, you know. All of these things, even those things that are difficult, are the will of God, mm-hmm. and not grumble at them. It is hard, you know. You know, it's interesting too. I was just thinking while you were talking about the Israelites again, mm-hmm. and they're um, when they're grumbling about not having food, yeah, and they're like, "We're going to perish out here in the desert. Why'd you bring us here?" Um, I hate that I'm paraphrasing. I just don't. Yeah, know exactly I know what it is. Yeah, um, but at any rate, uh, Moses goes to the people. And he says, it is, not, um, it, is, it is not me who you are grumbling against. It is God. So they're yeah. all going to Moses. But yeah. he's telling them, yeah. this is not, it's not me. You're yeah. actually complaining to God. Right. And so I think that's fascinating that when we are complaining about other people or to yeah. other people, it is not to those people or about those people we're complaining. Right. It's really, we're complaining about God. Yeah. Because we've been dealt this hand of cards, or this yeah, hand of that, cards, yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't want it at that moment. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm telling you, man, Ken, yeah. Ken was really rude yesterday yeah. when he let yeah, me stay yeah, at his yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only gave me three pieces of pizza. Right. It really stunk. And really, the reason why he did it <laughs> was so God. that you could become a saint and give him the, you know, three yeah. pieces of pizza. Right. It's really God right. offering you an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to accept all of the weaknesses all of that Ken yeah. possesses. All of, <laughs> all of that. Gosh, you should know I like DiGiorno, <laughs> not whatever that was. <laughs> It actually was great. Pizza. It was, it was very really grateful. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so much of it I, is that, um, conf- like, mm-hmm. taking our will and 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 like choosing to will the good in that situation or make the right choice. Like, um, I just think about how how often we we have the choice to. I mean, so many leadership books talk about this. Like, you face adversity, you face a challenge. And the greatest leaders are the ones who don't see it as a problem. They see it as, you know, a stepping stone. An right? opportunity. Like an opportunity. Or, yeah, we're going to move forward and learn from this or grow from this. Um, and they don't dwell on the negativity in, in regards to whatever it was, but mm-hmm. they, they continue to move forward. And I think of St. Francis kissing the leper. I, I cannot imagine that he in that moment just couldn't wait to kiss a leper. But when he saw it, he was moved. And he chose to do this. And then it was in that choice of that kiss to the leper that he found great freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he went off rejoicing and dancing because it was like he chose it. He he led with his will and his body followed and then freedom came. Yeah. Um, And and I just, such a great example in a saint of of that choosing. Uh And then then the freedom comes. Yeah. Because I I think whenever I get caught in in a level of grumbling, I never... um, I never feel good at the end of it. Yeah. You know, if I'm grumbling to someone about something, I yeah. never feel no like, it's satisfied. satisfied. Like like you were able to reconcile all of the right angst in it. Yeah, what are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. 
can you teach confirmation? Oh, you dear. You had to put me on the spot. <laughs> I don't know if Sorry. I can name walk just I don't know like that. I, I know it's not grumbling. It's not grumbling. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, <laughs> them. Gentleness, uh, self-control, peacefulness, um, patience. Yeah. And there's a few others. Humility, but, maybe? Um, I See, I should know this. That's know. awkward. This is good. Oh, well. This is good that we have done this. We have seen our weakness. Thank you, Jesus, yeah. for showing us <laughs> weakness. Um, but I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Pop quiz later. That's right. <laughs> um, if you know it, I'm not saying if I know it or not know it. <laughs> you remain above this. That's right. <laughs> Watch us flounder. Thank, thank you, Mother Tina. <laughs> um, but those fruits are evidence of whether or not we, whether or not the Holy Spirit is. Is abiding with us, I think. Right. You know, mm-hmm. are we are we gentle after that? Is there peacefulness, or is there a lack of rest and disturbance? And you know, like, do you just have a desire to go and complain again? Because, gosh, I feel unrest. Let's go. Well, I think it breeds it. I think it breeds it. Like yeah. I was um, telling one of you to, um, if you if you're with somebody who's, you know doing a lot of grumbling or uh, on a tirade of grumbling, that gets into your soul. Yes, it does. You know, even if you're not contributing to it, uh, by just being present to it and around it, um, if you're not careful, it can get in your soul and you might find yourself barking at the next person you see and not really realize where mm-hmm. it's come from. Why, yeah. why do I feel anxiety? Why do I feel tension? And I think that's why um, the, the scriptures speak to greeting each other with hymns and songs. and Spiritual songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I think that does the same thing. You know, it, it breeds in people um, a, a deeper sense of... of the beauty and the and the dignity of themselves and of the world around them. I'm glad you brought up that verse, Colossians three sixteen. Oh, very um, nice. Where they say, uh, um, "Let the let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, mm-hmm. as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another." Like that's an important yeah. part too. When we see that lack of gratitude, yeah. to in wisdom teach and admonish one another. Yeah singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Yeah. Like, that's that's an important piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, yeah, and I think that that's, that's, that, that can be a real place of crucifixion. Yeah. Because somebody who's grumbling and really, you know, wants to just get their point, this is what I think, and this is how I think I've been done wrong, the last thing they want to hear is, yeah, you know, the opposite sort of, let's yes. take a look at this in another you know, that, yeah, that yeah. really can be isolating. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it's a hard place to be. I yeah. find that for me, it's a very hard place to be able to call somebody back from that. Yeah. I have a really good friend who's, who's um, in Idaho who's very good at that. Very good at Is courage of, one of those um, uh, gifts of the spirit? <laughs> I think that is... Fortitude a fr- is, fortitude is a virtue. The, oh, okay. No, the gifts of the spirit is okay. fortitude. It's also... A virtue. It, it is that. Too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I interrupt you? <laughs> Do you remember so, Tina, your thought? You just showed us <laughs> your lack of knowledge on this topic. You were trying to remain uninvolved. <laughs> Fail. This is true. Shoot. I know that people the were light, out there thinking. What was hidden in darkness has come into oh, the light. That's right. Is she being virtuous by not saying all she knows? No, I'm not. <laughs> But my friend has this great virtue of being able to kind of call one out on grumbling in a way that is charitable but catches you off guard, you know, sort of kind of oftentimes with a question like, 
do you think that's really the problem or do you think it might be that you haven't prayed in a while, right? Or something right. like that. Mm. And it's not, it's not accusatory. It's just a question, right? And sometimes those questions are really annoying to hear. Because they can be convicting, right. for sure. If they're done correctly, they can really be convicting. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. I know in uh, Matthew's gospel, it also talks about from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's something that I think if we, if we notice that we're grumbling a lot, that should make us pause and mm-hmm. reflect on our own heart and yeah. say, yeah. I've been saying this a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that says something about my yeah. heart because yeah. it's in the overflow of the heart, the For abundance sure. of the heart. This is only the overflow. For it's sure. crumbling. Yes. So there's a lot of discontent For sure. in my own self. For sure. I, I can, that reminds me of, I can remember a time there was a lot of uh, uh, unthankfulness around me mm. and uh, in ministry and things that I was doing. And, um, and I'm a person of... Um, you know, if you need something from me, I'm going to do it. Make your job, your life, your whatever easier. And there was just a lot of grumbling on top of the more I gave, the more grumbling. <laughs> and so I was just, I started, I started walking around, you know, kind of grumbling like, you know, and finally, and I, I do have a, um, uh, a great uh, love and devotion for Moses. I love yes. Moses. Okay, and so I actually did stop one day and um, uh, went outside and walked around the building and had a talk with Moses. Nice. And I said, "What did you do? I mean, these people were grumbling at you and and uh, whatever else. And uh, you know, what did you do? And uh, how did you handle these these people? And then." Then I started speaking to God, and I was like, these are your people. I mean, you deal with them. <laughs> You're talking just like Moses. <laughs> you know, you deal with them, right? And so and I heard in the moments of that, in my conversation with the Lord, I got that sentence out, and I heard him say, and where have you been thankful? Mm. You know, where have you mm. been thankful? I, didn't I bring you from the land of Egypt all the way to where you are now. And do you, underst- do you understand the magnitude of that? What that really means? What I really did for you? Do, where have you... And it just sort of took me on a, on a walk. And I was, you know, went to the Blessed Sacrament and thanked him. And do you know that the, the unthankfulness stopped immediately? Wow. Like nobody else said another unthankful thing. And so it was almost like this, this whole grumbling oh, that I heard around me. Environment, environment changed. Of- Lack of gratitude. Changed, changed like instantaneously. <laughs> wow. That's and amazing. so it was almost like this, this, uh, this, this was a, um, uh, a fruit, if you will, yeah. <laughs> of something inside of me that was, even if, even if maybe I wasn't speaking ungratitude, maybe the Lord was trying to show me that left unchecked, this will spill out. Yes. You know, like you, you may not be spilling out in gratitude, but, you know... Uh, where are you? You know, where, where, you know, what do I need to show you? Wonderful lesson in, um, in growing to God and the things that are bothering us, uh, that he does, he wants to save us. So he saved you from all of this as your savior, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but he didn't do it until you came to him and said, what the heck is going on? And you actually were honest and said, these are your people, you know, like, (laughs) frustrated and that's good prayer because it's honest prayer right. it's not like right. oh lord give me the patience to deal i mean that's right. a good prayer but, but a better prayer is to say i'm kind of really to'd and not yeah right, right. Now. and then the lord will just zing you yeah and then convert you yeah and then start to make straight your paths until the next yeah but, yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah and i think too that the antidote for grumbling 
um, besides always prayer and honest prayer, is just gratitude, practicing gratitude. Um, I don't know. It it's always helps me to try to, especially if I'm in a grumbling mood, mm-hmm. to try to think of the things I am grateful for. And it's hard because you, you, you like really resist it. I find I really resist it. Right. No, I don't want to think about I want to yeah. grumble. I don't want to think about that right now. But as you like force yourself to say, no, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for yeah. you know, the work that I do. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful. Like suddenly like peace starts to enter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that, mm-hmm. it's that mm. choosing gratitude. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, that something we should uh, probably remember as we go about our day, that, um, that when we ourselves find ourselves grumbling a lot, that it's time to stop and reflect inward. What is it about me? Because it's not, it's not necessarily your environment. Right. You know, there might be a whole lot of stuff to grumble about, but there's a whole lot of beauty out there as well. And so if, if you find yourself in the habit or the rut of grumbling and you yourself don't even like yourself because you're just constantly discontent, um, it, you know, it might be time to, to, to just sit and, um, and maybe start making a list of things that you see in the day that were beautiful or, or look for places of beauty. And the other thing is, is if your whole environment is... Uh, disgruntled and you yourself don't find yourself disgruntled, maybe reflect inward. Maybe your environment is speaking to something um, as it was to me uh, that that uh, maybe there is something there that um, if you can recognize uh, a sort of disgruntled environment and, uh, you know, maybe there's still something there. Yeah, maybe absolutely. I can point out to you just that uh, our Blessed Mother is a great model that mm-hmm. she had every reason to complain. She was <laughs> yes. given... Uh, God in her womb, so she she walked closer with the Lord than anybody else, and yet was sent as a refugee out of mm-hmm, her homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, came back, was never really with her family, mm-hmm. um, and then watched as her son carried across. You know, and he even said, "Like, who are my mother, my brother, mm-hmm. my sisters?" You know, mm-hmm. he kind of yeah. almost in a in a way disowned her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she had to watch him die and suffer. So she had so many reasons to grumble, but there's no indication that she ever did. She remained with the spirit, with peacefulness, gentleness, mm-hmm. and self-control. Yeah. Um, so, so in closing, let me ask this question of you guys. What is one thing you're really grateful for today? Well, I'll tell you right now, this podcast is extremely providential, and I need it in my life right now. This conversation uh, was like, was just a godsend. So, yes. That's oh, good. Good. good for me. Good. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say uh, the the cool temperatures. I have been enjoying them when I when I went outside this morning at four th- at five thirty, um, and then even as I came back out, I think it's gotten cooler um, mm. since I woke up. And so I've just sort of been enjoying the change of uh, even though it's not really changing season, but we are getting uh, getting some cooler weather, and that reminds me of that a, a season change is coming, and I'm just grateful for that. You know, anytime there's something that that changes. Um, then uh, it just offers a new perspective. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can. Well, she stole mine. It was the weather. I love the. Mm-hmm. I love this this time of year. Yeah. But um, another thing that I'm really grateful for is God gave me the grace today to get up and to pray. I am I am a notorious um, snooze button hitter. Woo! And uh, get and, on that heroic God, minute. God really uh, gave me the grace today, and I was able to get up and have really good prayer time with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, while everyone else was still asleep, and that was just such a gift. So yeah. I'm very Praise grateful Jesus. for that. Praise Jesus. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, Amen. So, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray, Pray for, for us. us.
Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Beachy Mundo. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.